0: Hello.
1: I think this has become our thing now. Hello. (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) First of all, thank you for coming in on your holiday.
0: (laughs) For me, this is like coming to talk with a friend, so it doesn't really... Yeah, but still,
1: uh, for our listeners, I have to tell that I had to text Lucas and say, hey, I need you to come in and uh, record some extra material for a podcast because... Obviously, we don't record every week. We are recording a couple of episodes before (laughs) we (laughs) publish them. And uh, I texted Lucas and I said, I think it's time to go more into what Tantra is and more specifically into Tantra. Yes. The podcast is named Tantra, The Rebel Path, for a reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, we didn't on purpose go into what is Tantra right away because it's very misunderstood.
0: Yeah, there there is a relationship of trust that needs to exist for us to talk about certain things. So people understand the nature of what you're saying and the intentions that you have behind what
1: you're sharing. And now I'm going to continue my intro. So the day after I texted you and said, Hey, I want you to come in and we should make some additional episodes yeah. on what Tantra is in between our other episodes. I got a message from one of our listeners and she said she binged our whole season in one night and she loved the podcast, but she said, I'm still confused though. What is Tantra? Is it just <laughs> me? Or? And I said, that's a good point because I think sometimes even we don't know what it is. It's different styles and it's different yeah. uh, lineages. It's different teachers and we honor all of them a lot. And even today when we were asking each other yeah. backstage. <laughs> they call <laughs> it backstage. Yeah, it's many.
0: There are lots of different schools and in in the Western world we tend to see everything streamlined, like a one lineage, mm-hmm. one one old school, and then became a new school on the same line. For example, the evolution or the line that took Judaism and Catholicism and Christianism mm-hmm. and Lutheranism, Episcopalians, it's just one line, right? But when you go into the East, it's much more confusing because there are lots of things happening at the same time One lineages are nurturing from others. And we can say that Tantra is one of the eldest aspects of spirituality.
1: When you talk now, I just want to compare it to dancing because it's my background. And this girl that uh, emailed me, she's also a dancer. Okay. When you say it's this, and then it's new age, and we have the same terms in, in dancing, and in, especially in hip-hop, that is my background. Okay. And for you who wrote me, because you're a dancer, maybe this will clarify. Because if you're a dancer, yes. you have certain styles. You can be a um, hip-hop dancer. But back in the days, so you had different styles. You could be mm-hmm. doing boogie and then whacking and then locking, b boying, b girling. And then you had. Oh my God. Yeah. And then you had all these different. Uh, we, uh, we can call it teachers, but mm-hmm. you had people that were inventing different terms, different moves. Mm-hmm. And later on, you have these hip hop police. Mm. Uh, yeah, you're not respecting the tradition of this and this style.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it's the same. Exactly the same.
1: And I think it's so funny when I sit here now and uh, call myself a rebel because I started to dance with high heels and like, kind of sexy clothes way before it was cool to do that. Mm. And I was literally dissed in the hip-hop community like oh you're not real and you know you don't know the you know it's exactly the same i uh, yeah i just wanted to mention that maybe it makes it easier for a younger generation to understand that we have different lineages (laughs) tantra is the same
0: i yes i think it's important for people to know that most of the traditions in tantra are transmitted orally so it's very hard sometimes to read about this or get instructed into what it is just for a book or a course.
1: Yeah, like the dancing. <laughs> like dancing. <Exactly. laughs> you have to go to the club <laughs> to learn those moves. Like uh, Michael Jackson, it's said that he went to this crew mm-hmm. and, and that's how he learned the moonwalk, but he got all the credit for it. So uh, it's...
0: <laughs> yeah, or Madonna with boging.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And uh, when you dig deeper, you find the original. But uh, again, what is who is original and who is the one inventing things? It's, uh, if we are thinking that we are all one, <laughs> we are all getting the information from the same source, right?
0: In the end, I think we discovered after uh, a couple of talks that we were talking about the same things with different names. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we need to name what Tantra is. Some people say, okay, what is Tantra and what is mm-hmm. not? And we, we yeah. had been going around that. Yeah. But let's start from a clear definition. Mm-hmm. You come from the Buddhist tradition and come from the Hinduistic tradition.
1: Mm-hmm. So my teacher is under the um, Vajrayana Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, most people can relate that to the Dalai Lama. So Dalai Lama is part of that a uh, mm-hmm. certain lineage. I don't know so much more than that. I think that Vajrayana is also under Mahayana Buddhism. Yeah. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, it's like the third vehicle. It's like the... Yeah. Yeah.
1: But those two I know of because it belongs to my teacher and that lineage. But when I start to do some research, it's it just goes on and on.
0: There are more than... 70 different lineages in Buddhism right now. Yeah, so okay. So n- I don't think no one should yeah. expect to understand everything in that sense. It, it happens the same with other... Uh, I, I wouldn't consider Buddhism a religion, but it happens the same with all the spiritual traditions mm-hmm. that come, for ex- example, from Catholicism. There yeah. is Christianism, Episcopalians, Lutherans, and so
1: many. Yeah, it's so the same. Many. And almost the same in yoga. hmm When you teach yoga uh, philosophy and history, uh, people ask, What about Kundalini or what about this style and that style? And then you say, Okay, that style was invented actually in the 70s.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds very old. Yeah. Yeah. It's like from yesterday.
1: What I didn't know about Tantra, and I loved it the first time I heard you explained uh, the separation, can we call the separation, yeah. of Tantra and yoga. Yes. And you spoke about this in one of our teacher trainings. Yes. Would you just briefly, yeah. very shortly, that actually made me think, wow, okay, now I understand more the link between yoga and Tantra.
0: For Tantra, the physical vehicle is very important. You can't renounce to your body, you can't renounce to what you feel in your body, because you are the divine embodied. When you try to connect with your energy, what is called the nadis, the the channels that you have in yourself, in yoga you refer, in tantra also, you refer to the chakras, to these points of energy that you can feel in your body that something is happening around there. In time, you discover that you have markings or what are called samskaras, like wounds in in that energy that come from your life experience and you want to heal that and you want to make your energy flow or expand and in the tantric tradition it was realized that you needed to do something with that and those practices became what we know of yoga and the chakra yoga aspect. You can say that yoga is a daughter of Tantra because it was like the way to yoke and to unite the energy. In the Tantric view, there is no separation whatsoever. And my teacher defined that with with a tapestry that was on the wall and he was like signaling what was this red flower over here and then something on the crown of Shiva on the other side that was also red. So he took an edge of the tapestry and he showed me the back of it. And he said, you see the red thread going all the way up? This is what we don't see. We don't Mm. see the connection between everything that there is. Mm. We see this kind of separation and we believe that this flower over here and the crown of Shiva are separated, Mm. but they are made of the same thing.
1: So in your background is Hinduism. Yes. And you refer then to Shiva and Shakti? Yeah, yeah, in tantra and also in yoga.
0: Yes, because Shiva and Shakti were like the divine couple: Shiva, male; Shakti, female. Mm. And Shiva is seen as the consciousness, the abstract, no shape whatsoever. Mm. And Shakti is the solid form; is the, mm. the it's like Mother Earth. Yeah, everything has like a tangible part mm. and an intangible part, and. All things are created by the dance of these two. Yeah. It sounds male-oriented to see that, to say that the consciousness is, uh, is the male, is the male <laughs> but that is an underrepresentation representation that we have in yeah, the West.
1: I totally agree.
0: Because it's a consciousness can't touch mm. anyone. The only thing that can touch another is matter. Consciousness is not that useful without matter. It exists, but it can't mm. communicate. And also, one thing that I loved when when my teacher explained this to me, it was like consciousness needed the experience to learn. Yeah. And when you divide consciousness into different vessels, into different people, and they relate to each other in different experiences, this is how consciousness grows, Mm. because you are in the friction and the relationship of the matter. We are all one consciousness. But it it is not helpful because no. the only way that consciousness can elevate itself is through being different people and interacting with different persons. That I found it so beautiful and ex- inspiring because it meant for me that the only way we can learn is through communication. Consciousness can't be expanded without communication. I can be mm. by myself. I can be in the woods. I can meditate. And I'm going to get to a roof.
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people has a hard time to really understand the grasp of that. When we teach in our teacher trainings, I always say you have to ask questions. And especially when we want to learn the meditation or we want to establish a good practice, they have to share. Mm -hmm. And that's why we said you have to share. You have to ask questions because if you don't share and ask questions, the consciousness will not expand.
0: Because you don't have, in Hinduism, when we talk about Shiva and Shakti, the whole idea of touching someone, it doesn't exist just in your mind. Mm. Your body starts to react to the willing to touch Mm. someone. And you have also a reaction because you you are the one touching. Mm. You are grabbing someone's hand or giving a hug. And you immediately receive through your body Mm. and your consciousness gets modified. So... In, in the Hinduistic tradition, this division between male and female is like polarities, mm. you can think. Mm. Like sun and moon, like day and night. You need to have uh, the two, two aspects of the same experience.
1: But if we go back to, you say consciousness need questions mm-hmm. to experience. Yes. And it's the same when you are in a teacher-student relationship or in any relationship, really. The more you share or you mm-hmm. ask, the more you expand If you think that you want to practice Tantra, I think if you're curious on life and just question everything, you're on a good way. And uh, when I was growing up, I I was told that I was so curious all the time. And Mm -hmm. I was this, uh, in English, you call it, in Norwegian, we call it Nisharipar.
0: Nisharipar. I don't know. Yeah, it's like you, you are like, oh, why is this? Why, why is do you
1: that? always want, why do you always ask these questions? And I like to sit with adults and the grown-ups rather than playing with my... Yeah, like the
0: why is this girl. Yeah,
1: and they were like, why do you want to... They would go and play with the kids. Yeah. But I just always enjoyed listening to their conversations and I was asking, why is that? Why is this? <laughs> I remember back then that I was feeling it was like a negative thing to be uh, curious and ask questions, at least in Norway, you should mind your own business and you shouldn't really...
0: I think that's universal. You
1: I, think so? I, okay. I grew up
0: in the other side of the world yeah. and I had the same issue. I I wanted to spend more time with adults and understand the world through their mm-hmm. eyes. And I was actually doing that. I was trying to expand my consciousness through their experience. Yeah. And their experience only happened in the matter. mm So we all go into this Mm -hmm. dance of Shiva and Shakti all the time. Some people take it literally when they think about Shiva is the male and Shakti is the female. But this is a dance between uh, energy and matter Mm. all the time. And women are the only ones that can bring matter into life.
1: Yeah, for now. For now. Yeah, I think it's important that people understand that when we talk about Shiva, Shakti, or I think in any form that mm-hmm. is the female and masculine energy not the sexual gender no and i think it's very easy to have a picture of a man and a woman in in the head if you're talking about sexual energy yeah the female and the male masculine yeah. Yeah. feminine energy you n- immediately get a picture of a man and a woman and it's also what they have been the drawings that you see Or the. Yeah, Shiva and
0: Shakti, different positions of intercourse. This is what in the Rajo, in these temples that the Germans and the French observed, they saw Shiva and Shakti doing a lot of clearly sexual positions, Mm -hmm. but they took it too literally because it was more meant on how the interaction between consciousness. Yeah, exactly.
1: And of course, they needed to have a physical form. Yeah. Because they couldn't just paint colors. They could maybe, but yeah, we are getting out there. But to go back to what is Tantra?
0: Mine is based on Hinduism. And you can say is very connected to the teachings of Osho. I like the name of the the podcast because Osho was a rebel. Mm. My teacher also wa- was a rebel and he is a rebel. He's still alive. The way that I like sharing all this Comes also from a rebel heart. The idea of which I think is the base of tantra. You question all these structures of the mind, all these distortions that you have, and you try to see the, like the real experience. I would refer to that.
1: But when you say Hinduism, from my side, when I say Buddhism, I go from Mahayana Buddhism to Vajrayana Buddhism, mm-hmm. and I have Dalai Lama, mm-hmm. who is maybe the m- most famous leader within that style do you have something else under just the word hinduism for
0: the thing is tantra in hinduism suffered a lot from the wars in the hindu peninsula and through time things got broken into pieces in the start tantra was in the north and it was deeply intertwined with yoga with the wars in in india that came from the west to the east, things started to get divided and people took the practices of yoga and connected more with deities in the Hindu pantheon of gods Mm. that was amplified every time that they got into a new tribe. This is why uh, Hinduism is so multiple in gods because it was okay, I invade this small country because there were like Mm. small countries. In Tantrism, you would say that Shiva and Shakti, the main ones. Uh, It happened in in these wars that everything got so divided. So lots of things that were transferred in the Gurukula method, which is the guru and the teacher and the study group. Mm. And when the Gurukula method got destroyed, lots of things got lost. There are a couple of things that come from the Vedic tradition. The Atharva Veda is one of the texts that are basic for the Hinduist Tantra, but there are lots of things that come from transmitting from teacher to student. That makes it, of course there are books, but that makes it very hard to establish in which line are you because it, it will depend on how your lineage was constructed. And lots of teachers tried to preserve the teachings even though they were frowned upon by the rulers. So tantra stayed more in the north and Buddhism evolved tantra more into Mm. the the modern history. And tantra in India was like kind of here and there, Mm. trying to escape prosecution and because it was seen by the most... Religious people as as a connection with the body that didn't respect we want what they wanted to portray, mm-hmm. and with the English invasion to India, that was the the thing that, that yeah for, uh, game yeah. over for yeah. tantra. And this is why tantra got rediscovered by the westerners in the twentieth century. Mm-hmm. And finally, we were more interested in Tantra than they were then. It was like, mm. okay, why are you so interested in this? This mm. is not relevant for us anymore. Yeah. Why are you so curious about this? Because it was like tapping into, into a forbidden path that didn't need any kind of structure. Mm. Religions are built on structure. Tantra, not so much. Mm. It's like these rebel teachers pushing their knowledge forward.
1: And lately it has been published more books on the real, we can call it Mm. real original teachings, Mm -hmm. Blessed by the Dalai Lama. I know that he said that I think it's better that someone is publishing these teachings because these teachings were originally secret. He has said that it's better that someone is publishing these teachings when he looks at all these other styles out there calling themselves, Tantra, or people are getting a misconception of what Tantra is.
0: Because in the West, people were really curious about this, especially, as I said before, the French and the German during the 60s and 70s, they were like, okay, this is good, because we are in the movement of sexual liberation, Mm -hmm. and we are understanding ourselves in a different way. We are moving away from the idea that the body is a sin. So they embraced Tantra as a way of liberating themselves.
1: I uh, I like to use the term of, in the West, we go into yoga mm-hmm. because we want to get uh, healthy and yeah. we want to start moving. No, we go into yoga because we think it's good for us yes. on a physical aspect. Yeah. Or we are tired of Going to the gym yeah. then we realize that's yeah. a whole world of spiritual enlightenment behind it yeah. and with Tantra you in the West we go into that with the curiosity around the sexual part yes and then you understand it's the same it's a path to enlightenment
0: it's in in that sense I believe that there is a very strong connection in, in Tantra when you define the practices and everything is like not only realizing the connections but also realizing the deep power of connection between human beings. Mm. is a very open way to see nature, your relationship. You can say that Tantra is recognizing that you are a god and that everyone is a god, and you treat that with lots of respect. In that sense, my teacher said, Aigu divine, long-nail divine, okay. uh, dirt under long-nail divine. All divine.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. As
0: a way to, to explain how we generate a lot of negative talk about ourselves mm. and that hinder us from the possibility of seeing the divine in ourselves and in others. So if I have to sum it up in what Hinduism believes that Tantra is, you would say is the realizing that every living being is the embodiment of the divine and that you are in a dance between matter and consciousness. So you understand through the practices that everything is connected. Mm. In the same way that Buddhism says, okay, there is an interdependence. I don't exist without the man that makes the bread or without the woman that pays my bills. In the same way, in in Tantra, you can say that nothing exists isolated,
1: So I think to use our own words and not based on the traditions of Hinduism or Buddhism, I would say that when you tap into the feeling of feeling connected to Mm. yourself, to the next person, it will be me. I feel connected to you, Lucas. Then again, we feel connected to our listeners. Then again, we feel connected to the people around our listeners and then so on and so on. And eventually, when we can embody the feeling of feeling connected with everything, uh, life will be more fulfilling and give us more joy. It can sound very simple, but to feel that you are part of something, that mm-hmm. you are not me and me, I'm not you, and we are one and all the, it's it's really... It's, it's kind that's, of messy. That's, why, that's when it starts to get confusing. And that's why we have tantric but practices that we, we will talk more about later. Of course. <laughs> but we
0: can say right here right now for the listener yeah. that is on the other side that there is between you and me a uh, dance between Shiva and Shakti and consciousness and matter. And we bring concepts into matter and we explain them. And at the same time between us and the listeners who are receiving this and understanding this. And, and with an open mind yeah.
1: and. Just by talking about it, you feel this energy. Mm -hmm. It's like a good flow. And we don't even have to call it Tantra. Just take Michael Jackson. We started with hip-hop dance and we could end with some uh, pop culture. But with Michael Jackson and the man in the mirror, you don't look at him and say, oh, that is a tantric way of thinking. But Mm. if we are talking about Tantra, he was a Tantra rebel.
0: (laughs) He chose that song and that song was written by a woman, the
1: lyrics oh yeah of course and Uh, that's next episode okay the women behind the buddhas (laughs)
0: let's go
1: thank you for today
0: thank you so much